if I hear a Café del Mar song, it doesn't remind me to Cambodia or it doesn't remind me to Vietnam. It doesn't remind me to anywhere. But if you hear a song of that crap music we play Musovir, you know, <laughs> if you hear the Final Cartan or uh, uh, our legendary, you know, the uh, um, the Ice Bear song, sure, yeah, you know, well, Musovir rings a bell, of course, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and that's that's uh, I think that's unique to. It's not unique to Musovir; it's unique to the Apple's key scene in Austria. Right. From Eat Drink Fun, this is the Eat Drink Fun Podcast. I'm Chris Miller. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. So this episode is going to feature a long format interview with Eugen Scalet. He's the owner and operator of the Mosewirt in St. Anton, Austria. He's also played an instrumental role in making Austrian Apriski world famous, for good reasons. Now at the outset... The uninitiated may ask, what the heck is Apriski? Well, it's the daily party that starts at about 3.30 in the afternoon before the lifts close and continues into darkness, sometimes well into the night. And it happens both on and off the mountain. I got to be honest, great Apriski is one of the main reasons I go back to Austria to ski every single year. No other country even comes close to doing it better. Unfortunately, this is 2020. And this ski season there's going to be no Apriski. Simply because until everybody does have a vaccine, I just don't see you putting hundreds of people crammed together in a chalet, filling them full of beer and shots and letting them sing and dance for hours together. That's just not going to happen. So I also hope there's no permanent reputational damage to Apriski. If you remember back to March 2020, there was this little Austrian ski village called Ischgl. They also have legendary Apriski parties some of which are a little questionable. I don't know why people were playing beer pong with a common ping pong ball and spitting it out into other people's cups. Seems pretty dangerous even without a pandemic. But what really happened there is that the town leaders apparently or allegedly delayed closing the lifts and shutting down the town, which caused the pandemic to spread even wider. In fact, one German politician recently estimated that half of all European cases emanated from Ischgl. Now, that's unsubstantiated. I don't know any facts that actually support that. But again, it's 2020. Who needs facts? In the long run, I hope that reason prevails and that Apriski parties come back. Because after all, this is a 34 billion euro per year industry in Europe alone. And that's half of all global ski revenue. Now, if the ski seasons are canceled, obviously a huge disaster for tourism and hospitality. But again, it's possible to go skiing and minimize human contact, so I hope reason prevails and they figure out some measures that allow us to hit the mountains. Now, I recorded this interview in 2019. At that time, life was normal. There was no need for masks or social distancing. I wanted to speak to the person responsible for creating one of the most legendary ski parties on Earth. Eugen Scalett and his wife, Anna Maria, own and operate, as I said, the Moserwirt. Now, if you're not a German speaker, you're thinking... That's kind of a weird name. What does it mean? Well, I'll break it down at least the way I think it is. Now, Moss, M-O-O-S, is the German word for moss. It also means fen, bog, or marsh. But in this case, the Moss is a meadow above the village of St. Anton, where Eugen's family has farmed for years. 
And Wirt, W-I-R-T, is the German word for host. So you put them together, as we do with German words, and Mosewirt is the host of the nice marshy meadow that you ski through on your way down into the village of St. Anton. Now, the Mosewirt does apriski properly. And when I say that, I mean you won't find drinking games of the American or Austrian kind, for that matter. You'll just find loud music, dancing, and lots of libations until it gets dark, and even afterwards. Wagen and I discussed the beginning of the Moserviert in the late 1980s, the music formula devised by his DJ of nearly 40 years, DJ Gerhardt, and his recent pursuits, which include a luxury hotel and a fine dining restaurant. And we also talk about what he likes to drink. So, while this ski season will definitely look different, I'm hopeful that the days of responsible apriski parties are going to come back. In my happy vision, the final countdown will call you to a table, We'll stand on our bench and sing the Ice Bear song, and we'll all ski down into the village under the moonlight like giggling, inebriated little ants. And with that, here's the interview. First, as a scene setter, just to kind of describe the atmosphere, because I think some of the people that are listening to this, they are not going to be familiar, even necessarily, what Austrian Apriski is about. So can you kind of quickly describe the Mosevier? What is the Mosevier? Where are we? What is this about? Quick description. You got 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you quickly describe it? Well, uh, we were mountain farmers, like a little bit up the mountains, like let's say one or 200 meters above St. Anton. And we, we just turned this, this mountain farming into, into, into a guest place, into a ski hut. And, and we do apriski. Apriski means, uh, people, they come for lunch first, and in the afternoon they come for apriski, which is just uh, uh, one big party, so to speak. Just partying on the mountain. Partying on the mountain, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you had this idea, and this is something that Austria is, is really known for. And it's fine. As an American, you know, we don't have necessarily the same culture. We have some little bit of apriski, but we also have interesting... Um, proclivities and perceptions on things like taking the risk of having a drink and then skiing down the mountain. Exactly. Afterwards. You couldn't yeah. do it in the States. No, it's really, really hard to do. I, so. uh, uh, by the way, I, it was not my idea, you know. Oh. Apriski was not my idea. It, it has been before, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, Maybe maybe we, we took it a step further, but Apriski was already there before we started with Mosevert, you know. Sure. Uh, but they say that they say that Apriski has been founded in St. Anton in the post hotel. Uh, and they called it five o'clock tea then. <laughs> like when, when there are a lot of English people here, you know, right. after skiing, they, they, they went back to the hotel. They dressed, they really dressed up for the five o'clock tea. It was big live bands. Yeah. I can, I can, I can remember them as a kid. So what, what year are we talking about when this 60s. is kind of the sixties? Sixties, yeah. yeah. I can, I, I, I can, I can remember as, as a kid because my father was working down there. Uh, and, and, and as a kid, uh, these, these, these nicely dressed people dancing to live music and they drank, they, they didn't party like they do now. Right. But it was, it was a thing called five o'clock tea and, 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 and this is where, but it was apriski. Right. Yeah, no, it's interesting. So this was years ago. I was skiing yes. here and I was meeting up with actually an American friend. Her father was coming. At the time, he was 
I think he was in his 70s. So we're talking early 2000s. He was in his 70s. And we were trying to figure out where to meet. Yeah. And actually, he recommended a place right up the hill from here, which was the crazy kangaroo. Because in the 60s, I think, or at least the early 70s, he was the crazy kangaroo. He knew that place. In my my opinion, uh, the Epris Key... The way it exists today was founded by 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 the uh, by the crazy kangaroo, uh, an Australian guy mm-hmm. <coughs> called Mr. Douglas. I haven't met him, but I know I, I know about him. He uh, obviously bought that place up there, which was also a, a, a mountain farmer's place, right? And 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 developed the app uh, uh, something from from the five o'clock tea into into Apple's key. Legendary parties, from what I've heard. I was too young then, yeah. um, and I knew uh, obviously a, a Swedish guy called Gunnar Munte, who bought it off this Australian guy, uh-huh. and then uh, well, we came along. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious to know, dig in a little bit about about how that kind of came about and and what decision was made because it's interesting now and just to kind of. To explain, as you ski down the last run into the village above St. Anton, you pass several huts now. Yes. And they all have some form of entertainment. Some have outdoor stages and outdoor music. And really, one of the last ones before you come in is the Mosebild, which has a huge, uh, what they call in Austria, Schirm bar. It's a, an umbrella bar. A Regenschirm is the German word for umbrella. And then a large outdoor area where everyone is, it's like picnic tables, but there are fest tables where you're standing on, on benches and um, the beer is flowing. And then inside, it's, it's almost, it's this beautiful sort of like antique wood barn type thing with a huge open area in the middle. And you have the DJ up above and starting at about 3.30, yes. the yes, party yes. begins, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So, and then, how late does the party usually go? We we close at eight. At eight. At eight, and most of the time, we we still have like a thousand people here. Yeah. And and some people don't understand, really understand why we close with a with a full place, you know, because we don't have to close. We could have. Sure. We, we could be open till I, I think it's three in the morning or so. But uh, <laughs> we 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 just checked it out. We tested it, you know, yeah. and we found that at eight people are. Uh, are very happy, in a very good mood. They they are they are still uh, 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 joyful, cheering, and all that. And maybe half an hour or an hour later, uh, this mood would change into something bad. You know, they would uh, <laughs> they start to fight. You know, it, uh, yeah. Half an hour, an hour later, they have too much. You know, and we don't want them to have too much. You know. So over time and experience, you realize the sort of the magic number was eight exactly o'clock. because. Yeah. We we don't want to kill people, you know. We, sure. we, we, we want them to be happy. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're open till three, I think you're going to have to carry everyone off the mountain. Yes, wouldn't, at that wouldn't make any sense at yeah. all. And we want everyone to to have a great time and and to leave Mosebut with a great memory, and 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 most important to wake up the next morning with a great memory, you know. <laughs> and and we want everyone to come back, right? And they don't come back if you kill them, you know. <laughs> But to be clear, at eight o'clock, the sun is no longer shining. It no, is, no, it's dark. It is dark. It's dark. Yeah. It's dark. Yeah. So if you can imagine that, it's um, fortunately if you have a, a moon or, or a good night, it's it, the snow is pretty bright, but you have hundreds of little dark ants making their way down the hill, kind of giggling and, yes. and laughing and yes. continuing on with the evening, right? 
Ik zei het when we started Mosul World, or in the first years when we when we grew bigger and bigger, uh, we thought it would be a nice idea to uh, and a nice service to 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 uh, uh, rent taxis. So uh, uh, as a service to our guests, we, we we had them all up here, twenty of them in in one row, but no one would jump in. We would have paid for it, but no one would use the taxi. Apparently, being a guest at Mosul, you need to ski down at the end of it. That's part of it. It's part of it, right? It's, it's part, part of, of it, the experience. Yes. I, I'll be honest with you. I've taken friends here. I've taken family here. Yeah. And I mean, that is, that's the goal is say, yes. hey, we can't leave yet. It's got to be dark when we yes. leave because this, you really can't do that in many places in the world, you know, and especially for us as, as an American, it's just, yes. it's kind and of you have to, you have to, you have to be able to ski down. It's, uh, uh, and you are allowed to, like you said, in the States, you could never make a place like that the same way we do it because in in the states unfortunately uh if someone breaks breaks his shoulder or whatever on the way down uh we would be responsible for that sure yeah not only you but probably they would sue the lift operator yes. and the mountain and the yes. owner and i mean we had know. a case in in not in san anton it's a place called south house mm-hmm. A uh, similar location, a lady broke her, her shoulder on the way down. She sued the hut and he went to the high, to the high court, you know. Wow. And eventually, uh, the high court said, no, it's your own responsibility. If you're drinking alcohol, don't ski down. It's, it's your own fault, you know. For those listening who should be on juries or in courts, the, That's logic, and you should be applying that the next time you're in a personal injury case. You drank the beer, you skied, yes. it's your fault. It's your, it's, yes, exactly. And, and, and obviously, uh, our whole industry was very glad sure. about that, because otherwise we would have been in deep, deep trouble, you know. We would have to close down, Yeah, because you can't take yeah, the risk. Yeah, of course. And, and uh, we know from Dr. Knirzinger, which is just down the hill, first doctor, uh, Because we, we were always asked this question by TV companies and, and so everyone wants to know how many people got hurt, get hurt skiing mm-hmm. down. We know from one dislocated shoulder in 30 years. One dislocated shoulder. One dislocated shoulder huh. in, in 30 years. I think that was almost my brother-in-law two weeks ago, <laughs> but yeah. That's, that's, that's according to, to Dr. Knutzinger. You know? Really? Yeah. That's amazing. The yeah. police, the police, the local police uh, uh, would 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 tell you the same. You know, it's it's just it's just it's because it's dark. You know, uh, it helps. It, it, uh, it it doesn't help to ski down because it's dark, but it helps to prevent uh, injuries sure. because no one is is skiing down fast. You know, everyone is just side sleeping because they're. It's all, a turtle race. Yes, it's, people are going yes, very slowly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and sometimes walking too. You know, sometimes walking too. Yeah, if not being carried. <laughs> yeah. So take me back though. What? So the the banner reads since I think 1989. Yes. How did that uh, sort of decision get made and say, hey, were you actually was your farming or was your family farming? Were they? Yes, we were mountain farmers. Mountain farmers, and sheep, goats, sheep. Well, we 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 had cattle and sheep and goats and whatever mm-hmm. and at the end it's it's you simply can't make your living out of that mm. being a mountain farmer in 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 our area uh means the whole family has to work very hard day and night mm-hmm. all year round plus all the relatives help them out and that that makes you just survive you know but you can't really make a living out of it 
And my father died in 87, mm-hmm. and we were four kids and our mother. And I'm the I'm the eldest. I was actually in the States. Okay. I wanted to stay there. <laughs> really? Uh, in California. <laughs> Very nice. Where in California? Uh, uh, ended up in Squaw. Nice. Okay. Yeah. We, uh, my we, we always went between San Jose and 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 and, and Squaw, right. back and forth. But I, I I loved it. I loved it so much over there. I wanted to stay there because there are quite a few Austrians in 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 in, in American ski resorts, you know, and most of them are very successful, you know. Sure. And running ski schools and whatever. And I I wanted to stay there, but I I had to come back because my father was very ill by then and. So I had to come back and and then I, I knew for sure that we that we will not continue being farmers because you can't survive. We actually were in a our financial situation was was very, very bad. We were always we always had to leave our place, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh what what sounded like a great idea today and a big you know concept uh was just it was not a big idea and it was not a big concept it was the only idea <laughs> we had because what else except mountain farmings could you make on this uh, 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 place you know on the hillside here yeah and you've got i mean this is interesting to me because i think you come to austria today and even when i was skiing here uh, you know a, a decade or more ago yes every year the development is so impressive yes. and, and the, the attention to detail and the architecture yes. and the design. Yeah. It's, it's amazing today. And, you know, I can remember as a kid skiing here, you know, it was always very cute and, and very nice, but I think maybe in the eighties, the sustainability of farming and then all of a sudden this explosion in tourism mm-hmm. and you see so many farming families now that are involved in tourism. And that seems to be, I mean, the ones, the, push. the, the when we were still farmers, you know, a lot of the other farmers uh, had hotels, so they they didn't have to live from this farming. You know, mm. they 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 were able to afford the farming, you know? uh, which is a big difference if you have to live of it or if you if it if you you know if, if it's your hobby, right? You know, and and and. For us, it was definitely not a hobby. It was it was to survive, but and and we couldn't anymore. And my, and my brothers and my sisters, and and my mother, we just we, we were fed up with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Not with the work itself. It's a great it's great working with animals, great working in nature and stuff. Uh, sounds very romantic and stuff, but if you're starving, uh, it's it, less romantic. Yes, it's less romantic. Yeah, yeah, sure. And it was this place a little bit further up the hill, the Senhütte, mm-hmm. from a very dear friend, Karl Sen. And 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 I I also worked as a ski instructor for one winter and stuff. So so I always loved that place, and that was I thought okay, I'm I tried to make something like the Senhütte, two hundred meters further down. Sure. And this guy Carlsen was still a very close friend of mine. Normally, uh, if you copy someone's place 200 meters away he would uh well he would not be your friend anymore sure yeah you know? competition now right? yes 
he would say, no, he, this guy is copying my, my place and stuff. And Carl Zen, he's a great guy. He helped me. Yeah. He showed me everything. He helped me. And he was, he was even dealing with the suppliers we have, you know. Uh, he, he, he had them all come to us. He said, this is, this is Eugen. He's doing a place called Moserberg now. Don't cheat him. I got, I, from the first day, I got his prices, you know. Wow. That's and a that, huge benefit. Very, very, very uh, big advantage. And he, and he, they told people about Moserberg in Senate, you know. So people were in the Senate the first. Right. And then when they left, they say, don't forget to pass by, by Moserberg. Uh, amazing, amazing. That's thing. great. Uh, I mean, that has been 30 years ago. I, I'm, I'm very grateful I had the chance to pay them back a few times right? Uh, uh, with other things, but we, we are very close friends. We, we are very close friends on the, on the whole mountain, which is also quite unique in St. Anton. Uh, normally in other places with so many huts, you know, uh, they're not friends. Most of the times they're real enemies, you know. They, mm. they're on court with each other and stuff. Not so in St. Anton. They're all, all great friends, you know. No, that's great. And it's interesting. It reminds me of a, of a conversation I had with a friend who is a restaurateur and he's opening restaurants and um, another restaurant may open. And I say, well, hey, they're kind of copying what you're doing. Is that a problem? He says, no, not at all. Imitation can be the, you know, the nicest form of flattery, right? If you're doing something right and sure. someone copies that. But the saying that he told me, which I found was interesting, is a rising tide mm -hmm. uh, floats all boats. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. he wants you to succeed, yeah. right? Yes. Because if you're successful, then he's exactly. probably going to exactly. be successful too. Uh, other new successful places don't harm at all. They bring, they bring more guests, and 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 if they're very good uh, places, they bring, you know, higher class guests and, and stuff. Uh, so there can never be enough good places. It's bad when they're when when cheap places turn up, you know. Yeah, sure. The places who are, you know, filthy, uh, 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 doing, doing whatever, happy hours all the time and, and all that stuff, you know, that's bad. Right. But, uh, it, we don't have that situation in Senator. Like when, when Mario Matt, the former Olympic, uh, winner, when he bought Crazy Kangaroo mm -hmm. of Gunnar, I mean, the moment I heard it, I called him and, and we, obviously we've been knowing each other before that and I said uh, when are you coming and he said what do you mean I said you have no idea how to run a place like this <laughs> so when are you coming he said um, um, now I said yep yeah. <laughs> and he was here like half an hour later you know that's perfect and wow. we showed him everything and we told him everything and he did everything we told him uh, uh, in the first years you know we, yeah. we, we uh, like like the it's a lot of of logistics, sure, which you don't see, you know, but uh, which happened in the background, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of, just a side note, I'm just driving here today. It's it's a little bit like driving into a bond layer. Uh, you you drive down the hill, and there's an elevator that you drive into, that you push a button, and it takes you to a floor, and there's an underground garage built into the mountain. Yeah, it's 80, and, 80 meters below the ski slopes. It's unbelievable. The logistics of this place yeah. are actually fascinating. And I want to get a little bit more into that yeah. um, in a little bit. But I guess as we talk about sort of the, the change, this is a two-part question. If you could describe some of the changes from even the last, you know, 
30 years to, to 10 years to five years, if there are any, any significant changes. And that's sort of the second part of that. I, I'd like you to talk a little bit about, um, you know, sort of the reputational piece of it. If yeah. you know, want to avoid some of the lower budget things popping up. So you want to maintain a, a reputation for, you know, luxury and nice yeah. things. But and being expensive. And being, <laughs> yeah. But you're also a party, you know, San Anton has this reputation for party, which I want to get into. Yeah. But yeah, so for, you know, major changes in the last well, several there, years. Um, there, there haven't been major changes. You know, there have, there have, there have been, Hundreds or, or even thousands of of minor change, uh, changes, but we, we try to change things all the time. Mm-hmm. Every year we want to be a little bit better than last year. Every little thing, you know, and 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 it, it we never do big jumps and stuff because you always, if you change too much, you might lose the guests. You know, you always have to 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 make sure that you get better and better and better. But you always have you always have to make sure that, that people are able to follow you, you know? Right, right. <clears throat> it helps to have a DJ who's been operating nonstop for years. Yes. Yeah. It's, when it's, did you meet him and how did that come about? Uh, in We didn't have any live music in our first year. We always, I mean, the, the first years we, we were bankrupt, <laughs> you know? The first three years, four years, we were bankrupt. I mean, we increased our turnover by big... Uh, margins every year, you know, but doubled it in the first year, and then again plus fifty percent. But we were still bankrupt. Sure. And <clears throat> without my very good friend Didi, who is my tax consultant, is that how you call them? Sure, tax advisor. Yeah. That tax advisor, um, we wouldn't have survived because our bank they didn't trust me. They trusted him, the accountant. Yes, he he told them. He told them, well, we we will, you know. We will turn this place into 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 a, 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 a something which which can survive, you know. Just give us a few a few more time, you know. Right. So they 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 trusted him. They didn't trust me, but eventually <clears throat> we were uh, we were quite successful in doing that. But uh, one of the key points we found out was you have to you have to do it with music. Music and party. That there was no big apresky then, you know. It's it's apresky was was sitting together in the afternoon, right. uh, having a glühwein, a beer and stuff, but far away from from what's considered apresky now, you know. Right. And we found out that, that that if you if you if you if you have live music or if you have loud music, you know, helps. You can you, hear it when you're yes. A couple you hundred have to make some sort of a party. Yeah, sure. And and Gerhard, uh, we hired him as a as a live band once a week with his brother Josef. And when they had a break, like after every every thirty minutes, they had a little break. His brother would 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 go to the bar and drown a beer, and Gerhard would stay on his place and play some CDs, you know. Some songs and, and he told me, you know, you, you can't leave these people alone, you know. I mean, if we have our break, you know, they're, they're there, it's nothing, nothing is going on, you know, they wait until we, you, you can't do this to guests, you know. Sure. So, so he was really caring for the guests. Right. 
Uh, keeping them going. Yes, keeping them going. And, and, and he didn't ask for extra money for that, you know, because normally if you have bands and they, and they want them to play half an hour longer, they ask for money, you know. Sure. <laughs> and so, so I, I thought that I was a great guy. And I asked him, well, uh, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not too much into live music, especially the, uh, the music they played, which was more of a, uh, you know, playback. Okay. Very, very playback sort of cover thing. tune type thing, or yeah, or but most of, most most of it came from the machine. Anyway, oh, okay, you know? okay. Yeah, yeah. So they sang to certain songs, but but the the, the playing was not, sure. not <laughs> the best. Sounded okay though, and and I asked him uh, if he, uh, I I I talked him into being our DJ. And we learned together, you know. I mean, he he had to learn it. We had to learn it. It was a learning process. It's still a learning process. Right. But uh, uh, we could see that 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 just having a party and having music uh, would would help. And then we lost most of our staff because the kind of music Gala played uh, was not to their taste. They said. Well, with such crap music, you know, <laughs> uh, we, we, uh, we, we can't work anymore. We can't work, you know, it's, 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 uh, so we lost all the, uh, all the stuff, almost all the stuff. For the record, <clears throat> for those who, who may not be familiar, there's something that I actually, I find endearing and I love because when I come back year after year, time after time, there are songs that are just, they're mainstays and you always hear them and they may be a little bit, you know, corny or whatever, but they just, people love to dance and sing to these songs, right? Exactly. So you have, exactly. every time I have friends coming to Germany and, and they're playing Country Roads yes. or Sweet Caroline yes. or something like that. And, and Amer you know, you're always kind of embarrassed. Like, and really? you have, this your, is a you have your, your status quo song and you have your ACDC song and if your, <laughs> your Euro pop song, you know, uh, the German songs. Uh, uh, Gerard once told me that, that that he has like 65 to about 65 songs every every day. Right. The same 65 songs, you know, every day. And 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 the next season, uh, maybe he has five new ones. I was going to ask you, yeah, is there and, any and formula or just no five about five new ones? Yeah. And uh, and about five fall away, you know, but 60 <laughs> remain the same. Wow. And and mostly it's music he wouldn't he wouldn't play at home maybe you know and, yeah, and right. uh, uh, but when you hear them here you sure. know together with uh, a lot of other people you know uh, you sing along and stuff you know they, they they fit perfectly here you know they they might not be the the, the you know highest cultural uh, uh, opera songs but but they are fun and nice and everybody uh, 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 loves them and some of them we, we played since the first day you know. Really? Which ones would you say? Uh, like ACDC, you know, yeah. Highway to Hell, sure. or some status quo songs. Right. You know, that's the, 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 the yeah. we've played them all the time, and it's the same uh, since I don't know since how long, but since very, very, very long, we our opener is the final counter. Right. And I have to admit, we hate it. We really hate it. In summer, when I'm driving my car somewhere and I hear the final countdown, I have to switch oh, no. the channel immediately because it 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 reminds me to wow, it's 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 winter, it's Aperski. <laughs> it's Aperski. I don't want to think about winter. It's summer now and stuff. So so 
So, and, and it's, if you hear this very same song for decades, you know, uh, you, you just don't like it. Anymore. It's Pavlovian. It's like, uh, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> the we, and we changed it. Really? Into a song from uh, 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 Samba Dacha, I think, was the name of the song by Safridou. A great opener yep. with, with the, the drum drums beat. and yeah. all that. Yeah, sure. And we changed it. It's a great opener. And we played it for exactly one day. <laughs> Our guests did not like it at all. They came immediately and said, that's not Moserwald. Moserwald has to start with the final countdown. Uh, and even Gerard, uh, people hire, hire him very often. For, uh, as private teachers for their own parties in sure. summer and for weddings and for whatever. And they always tell him, but we want the Mosover party. We want you to to start with the final countdown. We want to end the show after hours and hours and hours with thank you for the music by ABBA, you yeah, know. Of course. And and in between also the same. So so one of the, the things why we are successful is that we uh, we don't try to play the latest music, uh, uh, or we, yeah, the latest music we try. We are how does uh, should I say, stubborn enough to stick to the same it, word. But it works. Right? It works. Right? It works. It works. And the thing you mentioned a word earlier in when you were saying, and you said everybody likes it, and it's something I've always noticed, particularly. In any fest atmosphere, whether you're in the Oktoberfest or the Kanstadavazen or yes. you're here at Apriski, I'm always amazed. You have a mixture of people. Yes, you have a lot of young people and, and there's a young feeling, but you have people of all ages. And, oh, yeah. and, and, oh, yeah. and some of those songs, they still resonate. I mean, I have, you know, family and, yeah. you know, they remember these songs yeah, from yeah. maybe when they were here, you know, 20, 30 exactly. years and ago young, too. And the young ones adopted. Yeah. And that's one thing that I find so interesting is, I you know, it's hard. There are certain occasions, I think, at home where I think you get everybody in one tent, so to speak, yeah. where you have young people to old people and they're all singing the yeah. same song, but it's really rare. Yeah. And here, it's nice. It's almost like a cultural, you know, sort of glue. Yeah. Everyone knows these songs yes. and they all sing them. Exactly. And it's not it's it's not only a cultural glue between young and, and, and old, it's also between rich and poor. So, I mean, we don't have to, uh, not rich and poor, but you know what I mean? It's, 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 sure, it's, I it's mean, people from, from, from various levels, you know, right. Uh, uh, they, 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 they party to the same music, you know, sure. they, they, uh, they sing along to the same music. And it's, and it's also one thing. I mean, I'm, I'm traveling the world very, very, it, it's my hobby traveling around right. with my wife. And there is one thing concerning music. When you go to, <clears throat> like, if you're in Asia, you're going to Cambodia, you're going to Vietnam, you're in, in Thailand, you're in, in Bali, in the Philippines, and wherever, you know, in, in these places we stay, nice hotels and stuff, in, in the evening, you always hear the same music. You hear Café del Mar from Ibiza. You know this uh, 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 this lounge sort type of music, sure, which yeah. which has been developed in Ibiza, uh, uh, and 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 they said they you know big big uh, uh, success selling their CDs. <clears throat> Every song sounds exactly like the one before and the one after. You know, great music. But uh, if you're in Cambodia, you know, uh, if I hear a Café del Mar song, it doesn't remind me to Cambodia. 
or it doesn't remind me to Vietnam, it doesn't remind me to anywhere. But if you hear a song of that crap music we play Musovirt, you know, <laughs> if you hear the final countdown or uh, uh, our legendary, you know, the, uh, uh, the Ice Bear song, you know, also rings a bell. <clears throat> and that's, that's, I think that's unique to, it's not unique to Musovirt, it's unique to the Apple's key scene in Austria. Right. Right. Well, I was, I was going to ask, you know, because this is a legendary party place and St. Anton has uh, developed that and cultivated that reputation as being a place where if you want to go have fun, you can do it. It's great skiing. Uh, there's great food and restaurants now. But but I think at, at one time, and correct me if I'm wrong, and, you know, I was reading articles about sort of this um, – this difficulty of, of just being known as a party place. Yes. And then getting a lot of drunk people. Yes. And uh, there was an effort to say, hey, we need to really make sure we keep quality high and focus. Exactly. Can you talk a little about that in, oh, yeah. in that period? And, and uh, at, at that time, and that's that's our, our effort every single day. Because what we are doing here with this party place, it's it's quite a small, how do you say, a, a small, rich a niche yeah, or... because because from 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 a great happy party to a bad party where people are i don't know uh, are sick you know from yeah. alcohol and all that it's it, it's it's a very thin line uh, uh uh where you go and and you have to be very strict and we try to to always be on the on the nice side of that line of course yeah. that means that means or historically, we had the problem in St. Anton in the 70s and starting of the 80s. We had enormous groups from Scandinavia mm -hmm. with kids. Kids, 16, 17, 18 years old. I mean, uh, in, in Scandinavia, alcohol is very, very expensive. They couldn't afford it. And, and they were brought here with bus, bus loads, you know, buses, hundreds of buses. Mm -hmm. They didn't stay in St. Anton. They stayed in very cheap places outside of San Antonio, you know, sometimes 50 kilometers away, right. but they were brought in every day. They were brought in. Uh, the first load of alcohol, they got on the bus. <laughs> they wanted to make some money, you know, the bus companies. Right, right. And then <clears throat> there was like 1,000 or 1,500 young kids, you know, unloaded from these buses. They were in San Antonio. I mean, obviously, you know, they, they had... They had it was a bad situation. Sure, but we, sure. we, we had we, uh, we had big difficulties because you can't just uh, 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 I don't know make whatever the police have them and stuff. It's too many, you know. Yeah, right. We had to talk to these to these uh, travel agencies and to the bus companies and and stuff, you know. But it it was their money, you know. Yeah, of course. But it gave us a very bad reputation, and still now people are remembering that time. And that means we, we know how, how difficult the whole thing is, and, and that's why we are working with it every day. Yeah, yeah. And we, in most of it, we're very strict with people, you know. We want them to party, we want them to, 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 to be happy and stuff. Uh, if someone starts to undress, we are there in the second, you know. We don't want naked people in 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 in, in, in right. uh, uh we don't want naked women you know sometimes it, it, when it when we started you know girls would jump up the table and started to to you know to undress uh 
you can't do that because it gives you the wrong reputation. Yeah, and it won't stay along very long. Yes, yeah. and but but girls don't don't undress nowadays. Any uh, they don't undress nowadays, but 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 guys sometimes do. Sure, you know, and and naked guys just don't look good. You know, and <laughs> and, and, and uh, I mean yeah. topless guys. You know, yeah. and 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 what happens is, you know, it's always three or four guys, they're, they're having a good time, they undress, you know, they get topless, you know, but the next thing what happens is, you know, one runs a beer over the other, you know, yeah. and then there's, uh, uh, then... There's a precipitous decline, it, it falls yes. off pretty fast. Yes, and then, yeah. and then the next, and we also, so, so, so we, we are there in the minute, say, come on guys, you know. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, we, one thing we don't allow is, I mean, champagne is a very popular drink, right. and we don't allow to, to, how do you say? To spray it. To spray it, you know, first, like with the sword, you know. Okay. To yeah. kill it and then to spray it around, you know. Yeah. Because it's only funny for the guys who spray. It's not funny for the, for the people around, you know, which have, you know, wet ski suits and stuff. You yeah. Know? It's a so little sticky too. Sticky and yeah. stuff. We, we, and we just don't like it, you know. By the way, this does exist at other places. I can recall uh, La Folie Douce uh, yeah, yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. They're actually known for the champagne yes, shower. I know. You I know, know, they spray a lot of it. But yeah, you don't see you don't see the the champagne necessarily getting sprayed. It's the, it's it's different. But, it's it's different ways of 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 uh, Folie Douce is, is is a very good place. Actually, the the owners come tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah, they come. Uh, we, we know them, and they 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 have dinner with us tomorrow. Tomorrow, I think, yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's two different concepts, you know. It's interesting. But we, we, Do you, don't, we don't let people spray in Mosbert, you know. Right, right. So I remember the article that I was reading, uh, I think it was from 2012, I think it was a Financial Times article, and it was mentioning that um, this effort to build more four- and five-star hotels. Yes. And and that would also help keep, um, you know, the occupancy, you know, of a certain clientele, of a certain yes. level and things like this. Yes. When I started skiing here, your hotel didn't exist, no. and, and and now, yeah. Give me a little bit of history with that. Uh, when you built it, um, some of the thought that went into it. It is absolutely beautiful. The architecture is amazing. And Thank you very much. Yeah, it's it's yeah, a great. We, are, we, uh, we like it ourselves. I have to say, it's 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 uh, it's very small. I mean, I have to admit, we still make our living from Mosaber, from sure. the party place, yeah. uh, but but. It's, uh, we wanted, why, why did we build it? Because the place was there, you know? And, and we always, we, the last 30 years, I think 28 years, we have been building something. Right. So th th this is a, a very common thing we do all the time, you know, building. And then, uh, we, we could have built a hotel with like 60 or 70 beds, uh, in, in, I don't know, Three and a half or four star uh, would have been quite quite easy to fill because uh, uh, if we had told most of our clients we have our own hotel now we would have been booked out sure. all winter yeah. and but we didn't want to have that we 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 didn't want to extend the party you know the party is until eight and then from eight it's, yeah. it's it's something different so. Long story, but uh, eventually we said, okay, let's do the exact opposite. You know, let's 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 make a five-star superior hotel yeah. uh, with only uh, seventeen rooms, and a lot of experts told us 
that will never work. <laughs> Having a party place like Mosevet and a five-star superior hotel next to it is simply not possible, you know? Right. And maintain your theme or maintain your yes. experience and rather than the yin and the yang, yeah. the two opposites. Yeah. Yeah. And and but but whenever experts tell us <laughs> that something doesn't work, uh we have to do it. It's probably a good idea. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and so we built that five star superior hotel. I mean I mean uh we only communicate for four star superior, but we could we, we could just change that because we have all the qualifications for higher, but we don't want we, we don't give too much about these stars, you know. We uh, we we rather be a four star superior hotel and and surprise our guests mm. with a five star superior service and quality and all that, rather than than you know have have just for our sure. own sake or whatever you yeah. know, these five stars in that. some sort of yeah but sorry with the hotel you know one funny thing was um i would have bet everything you know that like in the first year 75 or at least 80 percent of our guests in the hotel would be most of our guests right. i would have bet everything it wasn't five percent really five percent new Mosebert have heard about Mosebert. Ninety-five uh, percent of the people who came to the hotel has, have never been to San Anton before, have never heard about Mosebert, nothing, and they were very surprised why we didn't advertise it uh, sure. in the hotel. It's two different homepages. Yeah. Why we didn't uh, advertise the Mosebert in the, on the hotel page? They said it's such a fantastic party place. Why don't you advertise it? We still don't. Right. But that was very funny. People actually came for the hotel, That's not great. for the party. Obviously, they 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 really enjoyed the party helps. The, the, the extra yeah. the party helps, but but they didn't come for that. Maybe the the party guests they still want to ski down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They still want. To, I mean, we, we we have a lot of of, of inquiries, obviously, for the for from party guests as well. Party guests are like flying in from London. For a weekend, you sure. know, like the the investment bankers yeah, and all sure, these, sure. you know, uh, uh, they all want to stay in in the hotel, but we 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 always booked out. Yeah, right. It's open in the summer as well, no, or do you you, no, you just win, winter? Just the winter. Yeah, yeah. We're always building something in summer, so we can't open. <laughs> That's incredible. That's incredible. Sorry, I interrupted you. The restaurant is in. Oh yeah, the restaurant. So. The the podcast is eat drink fun, yep. right? So I, all three of those things uh, get touched on here. Yeah. So I mean, I love food. I think your restaurant is clearly a representation that that you like food and also wine. Yes. And I'm a big fan of wine as well. Yep. So what was that project and and what was your vision for that? Well, uh, in the hotel, we we offer we offer our rooms only with, with breakfast. Not with half board and stuff, with breakfast. But we knew we had to make an a la carte restaurant in our hotel <coughs> for our hotel guests. We can't, we can't just send them away every every night for dinner. So we we knew we had to buy, to build a, a restaurant, and um, it took us a few years to find out what our hotel guests wanted. We had. Our, our chefs then they, they wanted to 
cook high class food, but like a fine dining restaurant. Uh, yeah, it, it 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 is a fine dining restaurant. Mm -hmm. It always was, but uh, the the things we cook in there have changed. You know, in in our first years, we it was the Cafe del Mar thing. We, we uh, on our menu, you found things you found all over the world. You know. Mm. You found your, you know, just it's it's just things. Uh, your uh, what's the the thin sliced uh, the like a carpaccio carpaccio yeah. and, and all that. I mean, yeah. uh, things people just eat eat everywhere. And and for example, uh, I think the first we didn't have a Wiener Schnitzel because come all the way to Austria and you yes, don't get a Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah, tell that to. Fine dining chefs. <laughs> yeah. They, they, it's a hate laugh. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it used to be hate laugh. Now they love it because right. they, they've realized, hey, what a great dish yeah. Austria has. You know, it, the whole world knows Wiener Schnitzel. And when someone comes to Austria, he wants to have a Wiener Schnitzel on the first day because he's longing for that. You know, of course, of course. And, 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 and that's a great gift yeah. we have, you know. And and now our challenge is to make one of the best Wiener Schnitzels in Austria. So, but it it, it was quite a, a, a quite a way. Sure, sure. To get I, there, it's the thing is I think sometimes, <clears throat> again, putting my American hat on, you know, you don't really you think of great food, Austria, even Germany, not really on the list, and you associate it maybe with certain things. In Germany, yeah. you know, sausages, yeah, wurst, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. great. Austria, you have schnitzel, but. Yeah. There's so many interesting things, especially game. Yep. You know, if you like oh, yeah. deer or oh, yeah. venison, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is the place to eat that. Yes. And the hunting in Austria is a big, exactly. big, big deal. And, and, and that's how our menu looks now. Terrific. So yes. I have to ask, I don't yeah. know. There's yeah. something I had in, in this part of the world uh, several years ago, which uh, may sound unappetizing if I describe it. It's it's a boy shoot. Well, you know, it. it's heart, yes, lung, yes, 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 chopped yes, up, yes, some maybe some pickles, yes, some mushroom. Yes, yes. It's um, it's we don't have that on the menu. We changed the menu four or five times in winter. Yeah. Uh, sometimes spicy is on, sometimes spicy is off. At this time, we have breeze. What is breeze? No idea what this is in 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 in, in, in English. Of Deutsch. Breeze. B r i e s. It is. It is an organ. Awesome. In okay. young, uh, in young animals, you know. Okay. Uh, uh, in young, uh, uh, What's what's a, what's a kalb? A uh, calf. In young calves. A you know? small calf. Yeah. A small calf. It's 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 an organ, and oh. then when they when they age, that organ disappears. Really? Okay. They don't have it anymore. You know. Hold on a second. Uh, and and. That's on the that's on the menu uh, at the moment. Sweetbreads, sweetbreads. Is, is at least it's translated sweetbreads. Please. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it's part of the lower part yes. of the esophagus yes. of, yeah. Uh, yeah. of the yeah. animal. Oh, that's delicious. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. So, so things uh, uh, we were not brave enough in the beginning to put on the menu because we thought like poishel and stuff. You sure. Know? We we didn't we didn't we didn't. Who's writing that description in an appealing way? That's what I want to know. You know, it's a little difficult, but yeah, I, and yeah. sometimes it doesn't even look that great. But uh, yeah, the but flavor this, is amazing. This, 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 our, our changing days in, in the hotel is is Thursday and Sunday. Okay. 
And sometimes our chefs would say, oh, we have today is Schnitzel Thursday, because the new guests, you the know, new guests three quarters of them wanted to have their Wiener Schnitzel. Interesting, interesting. And, I, and, they, and they, they, my chefs didn't like it, because they we are so fantastic cooks, you know, we can yeah. do so many things, and people are eating Wiener Schnitzel. It took a while for them to, to realize that that it's it's just a great gift, you know, to yeah. have a, a dish like that. You know? Sure. And they come back, if the Wiener Schnitzel is good, because we all, this is also a la carte restaurant, not only for hotel guests, also from outside. Okay. People come back and from, eat the yeah. rest. And same with the Kaiserschmarrn, which is a, is, a, is, a, is a dessert, you know? Yeah, so explain what Kaiserschmarrn is. Kaiserschmarrn is eggs. Eggs. Uh, uh, well, it's, it's like a, a huge pancake, yeah? An egg-based pancake. Egg-based pancake. And you have to... It's... It's it's tricky to do. It it, it it sounds very easy, but it's tricky. A good Kaiserschmann is a good Kaiserschmann, you know. There's, but they, they also it, they, they they can do so fantastic desserts, you know, build little buildings and all that stuff that people eat Kaiserschmann because it's Austrian, you know? of course, of course. Yeah, but it's not but, uh, but that's that's history, and but now uh, we, we found our way. So tell me about the wine. So. Would you describe yourself as a a wine person, a connoisseur, or I'm I'm a wine lover. A wine lover. I'm far away from a, a connoisseur. You know, I really love wine. I I think I can I can uh, you know uh, take a, a, a good from a from a bad wine. You know. To sure. a certain extent, but like I said, I know I know some very 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 uh, experienced wine drinkers like Adi Werner from the Hospice Hotel in Saint Christoph. Uh, he's a legend in 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 Austria as a hotelier and uh, and he's up in Saint Christoph and uh, he has a big Bordeaux uh, 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 cellar. And he got, I think it was f uh, five or six or seven years, he got the five-star Diamond Award for the best wine cellar in the world. Really? Yes. So that's up in St. Christoph, and, and, and he's a very good friend of mine. And, and I, I had the privilege to, 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 to be with him <coughs> quite often uh, when, when, when they did some wine tastings. And stuff, and and a lot of uh, a lot of times it was blind tastings, and a lot of times it was the big the big names from France. I noticed. Don't you have a, a Chateau Petrus on your yeah, yeah, on yeah, your menu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We have all the we, it, most of our our own wine list is also is is very is very. We have all the big names, almost all the big names. Mm -hmm. Uh, since 1993 or so, wow. we have them here, but it's nothing compared to the to the wine cellar in the hospital. That we live in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, 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 for example, uh, Cheval Blanc, one of the major and most known uh, uh, wines in Bordeaux, they produce six 18 liter bottles Cheval Blanc every year, only six, and all six of them. Go exclusively to other one of the hospitals. You don't find an 18-liter bottle of champagne anywhere in the world. Only in the hospitals. That's so incredible. That's why that's 
That's really exclusive. Wow. It's because uh, the Cheval uh, uh, Blanc apparently <coughs> went through some darker times as well, uh, some centuries ago, and Adi Werner always stuck to them. He always mm-hmm. supported them. Mm-hmm. And, and Sounds like I need to uh, possibly... Scheduled some time with uh, Werner. <laughs> I can I can arrange that for you. I would be. He is he is a fantastic person, and he you don't have to ask him one question. He will he will talk to you for five hours without <laughs> without even breathing. <laughs> great guy, great guy. That sounds amazing. Do they go through six bottles a year, or <laughs> he's saving obviously some of those? Yeah, but, yeah and yeah. He, he doesn't have them all in San Christophias. One storage in Liechtenstein, one in Vorarlberg, one up there. Up there, the 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 big bottles he has in in the hospital. Do you know the hospital? I, I probably skip past it sometimes. The hospital, yeah. uh, all the big bottles they have in the hospital. Yeah. Very very great to look. Yeah, well, but, but I mean we 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 do have a a, a, a very a great very seller, yeah, great seller, but but nothing compared to yeah. Well, when you're when you're having a glass of wine. What is your preferred wine? What do you reach for? <coughs> white wines. I really have to say I love Austrian white wines. They're beautiful. Yeah. Because they're fresh. I like, I like, when you smell, you know, they're fruity, they're fresh, they're, 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 they're Good acidity. Uh, yes. Great if it's a <clears throat> in the summer, if it's warm, exactly. to have a, a clean effect, you know, absolutely perfect. I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's a bit, people are asking for old and aged white wines. Now, I think it's, it's a bit of a, uh, uh, I don't really believe in that, you know, uh, to me, we do have them here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we organized them. We didn't have them, but we organized them because quite a few people were asking for them. To me, they, I, I probably would throw them away. <laughs> if I, if I, if I taste them, I say, bah, that's, come on, it's long over. And, but there are people who really say, oh, <laughs> they really, so, like, yeah. Uh, uh, not, not my kind of, uh, of, like the white wines I want, I want fresh. Yeah. Well, also, uh, usually if a wine is like that, right, it's, it tends to be good with the cured meat or. Yes. Cheese. I mean, yes. it's a it's a nice pairing to yeah. have a fresh, crisp wine to yes. deal with the fat exactly. and the sausage exactly. or something like that. Yeah. No. It's. And what about red wine, though? If you're having a uh, red wine, uh, again, Austrian red wine is developing. We we already have some very very good red wines, which uh, in blind tasting uh, uh, become you know great great uh, even even Parker points you know. Mm-hmm. If but, you believe in points, yeah, yeah. If you believe in points, yeah. Uh, uh, but it's it's at least it's 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 somehow to to yeah. officially compare them, you know. Sure. But um, and I like the Austrian red wines, but I have to admit, uh, and I also like the French wines, you know, the Bordeaux wines and stuff. Mm-hmm. I I like Bordeaux wines when when I drink them like with Adi Werner or one of these these real connoisseurs, you know, sure. when they describe them and when they, when they tell a little bit about them, then I love French wines, you know, the, the history and yes. Yeah. Um, personally, when I, when I go uh, for dinner with my wife and stuff, I'm, I'm, 
I'm I'm sort of into Italian wines. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 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 Tuscans sure. and, and all that. Uh, it's 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 like Sassicaia and Guidalberto and 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 Dignanello and 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 all this. They are they are it's, it's I like them. I like, yeah. but like like American wines, you know. For some reason, when I when I go abroad with my wife Anna Maria. Um, Obviously, you don't find too many Austrian wines, you know, in, in, in yeah, it's, international. It can be difficult. It's and, be getting better, but yeah, yeah. there's, I think, I mean, I really love Austrian wine. Yeah, yeah. I think it's great. And but it's, it's just, we don't have the quantity. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but when we go abroad, you know, uh, and, and when we go abroad, we, we don't want to drink French or Italian wines anyway, because we have them here. So that's where, where we check for, for some reason, when we are on holidays, always the wine I drink on the first or the second day is Sinfandel from California. Don't ask me why. I I like I like the grape. You know, yeah. I like I like. For some reason, I like that. You know, they and they do it very well. It's, I, but it's always the cheapest wine on the on the on the whole list. You know, for some reason, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. I like it. Interesting. Yeah. No, and it, any particular Zinfandel, old vine Zinfandel, or just uh, the, uh, the Zinfandel? Yeah. Bring me the Zinfandel. In California. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to bring us back just for a second because I, I want to I wanna understand this. I was here a couple weeks ago. It was amazing. And we, you know, we were watching some of the party outside. We were sitting up in the bar with the big glass window kind of mm -hmm. overlooking uh, the party outside. And we saw, you know, I'm always amazed when I see your servers. They're mm -hmm. holding a tray mm -hmm. of about 25 beers. and 50. 50. 50. Or 50, sometimes they go with double layers. You know? Unbelievable. And shots as well. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how they stay balanced. And then some people are trying to pick off a beer here and, and there. That's a pain. That is a pain. And yeah. we actually saw uh, one guy uh, mess up one of your servers and he had dumped the whole tray, yeah, which was a catastrophe. But I'm sure that probably, if it doesn't happen daily, it probably happens every other day. It, I don't know. No, no. Uh, a waiter dumping a whole tray is uh, happens two or three times in the season. Really? Yes. So that was a pretty unique uh, yes. and, experience. And, and, and the, the waiter, he is the idiot of the year, you know, <laughs> internally, really, everyone is laughing at him. He, you know, and he's the idiot of the year until the next one dumps, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and it doesn't really, un, unbelievably, but it does not happen uh, that much. It doesn't know? happen. Okay. Well, uh, uh, I'm wondering because these these guys are strong. Yes. How yes. do you what, do yes. you have a training? I mean, how first of all, how are you recruiting those guys, and what do you have to teach them? Uh, we have a lot of applications yeah. uh, because you can earn a lot of money in Mosul. But it's also a very, very, very hard job, mentally and physically. And and uh, we are, we only need maybe one new waiter every year. Wow! You know, so the rest remain the same. It's got to be as competitive. As long as long as they as they can do it, they stay here. You know. <clears throat> So that means it's 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 training and it's experience. Apparently, I I wouldn't be able to to carry these trays, you know. Apparently, the hard thing is to lift them up. 
apparently by, when you have them up there, you know, mm -hmm. uh, sort of it, it, it's quite stable up there, you know. Mm -hmm. The only the only bad thing, which is a little bit uh, since 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 last year, you know, we find that especially on weekends, there's people coming who steal. Mm. Sometimes they don't steal, they just want to make a joke, you know, yeah. and they take one glass off and that ruins the whole, the whole balance, the balance. you know, yeah, yeah. and, and, and the waiters really have trouble with that, you know, yeah, sure. because they, it's, it's balanced, you know, and when they, and when they put it up and they, I mean, obviously they, you take a beer off one out of 50, they don't, we they, saw them take two off. Yeah. yeah. That's two is, two, two is, one is okay. Yeah. But two is already, you know. Yeah. And stuff, so so we, we really hate that. You know? yeah, yeah. But uh, they train with water. Really? Yeah, they train with water. Plus, they go into the into the uh, uh, gym. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 uh, yeah. You, you want to be strong. To you have that. to be fit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's they're impressive. All the waist up. But like I said, apparently, is the 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 trick is to to lift it up. Yeah, but it's heavy. Fifty kilos. Holy crap! It's hundred and ten pounds. Yeah, yeah. hundred and ten pounds. Wow. Okay. Now you have to go to the gym for that. Um, are there any particularly incredible parties that you can recall here? Without, of course, and I, I actually really respect this and I like this. And you know, without naming. You know any famous people who do come here and and everything, but as far as any particular events from memory, going back as long as you can remember, that you know are unique or anything like that. No, it's it's not really. It's because it's it's the same every day, yeah, and every year. And it's sometimes people are are you know I get mails and people write, I'm coming on February 10th. Do you have any special occasion? around February 10th and we write the back no it's very boring it's 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 <laughs> it's it's, it's Aprisky on February 1st 2nd 3rd until it's and, and it always starts at 3 and it always ends at, right. at 8 it's and and it's the truth yeah. it is always the same because what people mean is if we have life uh, life acts Right, uh, or some sort of special event like you know they do uh, never have in other places an electric mountain yes, or something yes. like that. No, we, we don't we don't have that uh, because people hate it. Our guests hate it. Uh, we we do TV shows every year mm -hmm. in the beginning of December. We have like uh, with a German with German RTL, you know, mm -hmm. it's a four-hour TV show. We have like twenty to twenty-five live acts here, you know, and it's always you know, it's a four-hour TV show. With life act, but that's the only time we have life acts here, you know. And we know all these guys, you know. Right. And and they would love to perform here. And 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 we we tried that out. And our guests hate it. They want they want the final countdown in the yeah. beginning. They want Gerhard, DJ Gerhard, and now his son, his son Thomas, you know, is will be his successor, you know. Right. Uh, to 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 uh to do that build it up and down and up and down and stuff and they don't want anything to disturb that that script or whatever right. uh, sometimes uh, or we, we have made the fault that that uh, uh, 
there have been ski races, you know, private ski races, and and they asked us if they could make a quick, you know, uh, 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 announcement who was the winner and stuff. People started to whistle and stuff. They don't want to disturb it. <laughs> they don't want live acts to disturb the whole thing. Uh, bachelor parties, stag nights, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes want to do, you know, some, make him sing, you know, a funny song that people hate it, you know, yeah. and we don't allow it. And it has to be that thing yeah. from from beginning to the end, you know. Yeah. So that's that, part of the brand. That's yes, part of your mark. That's, that's why people come here. Yeah? And and people know exactly what to accept, right. uh, expect. So maybe that's part of the of of the success. You know, it's yeah. it's boring. It's boring. That's why we don't. By the way, it's not boring. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask about Nagel, but what Nagel? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, is that mean? You mean the yeah, yeah. So this is another going back to our earlier conversation about things that you could never do in the United States. You'd never give people drinking large amounts of beer a box full of nails, a hammer, and but a stump. do. And you don't. No, but yeah. how come? That's so funny. Uh, these the TV shows, you know, we do. They change the directors like every five, six years, you know. Mm-hmm. And every new director comes and said, well, you know, in between, you know, the, the life acts, you know, we do the Nigel and we do the Carmel King. And I said, no. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I pretty kid said, no. I have no idea where this comes from. Come really? From, no idea. I know, I've seen people on TV doing their bloody nailing and the hammer has to be crooked, you know. Yeah. But we never do it. And I don't know anyone who does it. Do they do it in Seibach? Sure. Yeah. Here. In, 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 in keep like, like the Hintag, they would, they would name. Not in the Hintag, no. No. no, no Maybe no. small, small, cozy huts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, exactly. As, That's where you find it. Yeah. Most, most of the time. Yeah. Or even some, you know. In the uh, Shim bar. Or, or, or milking the cows from plastic, uh, others, you know. I've never seen this. Yeah. It's the same, you know. Plastic, others, you know, and, 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 and. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, you are there and I'm there and we both, you know, and, and always fills up the glass. <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need to find that. You need to tell me where to find that because I've never seen that, but that sounds. I've seen it on TV. Hilarious. On yeah. TV. Okay. And, and, and they said, that's Aprisky. Is it? No, it's not Aprisky. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. All right. I, I last couple questions here. You mentioned, and we were talking earlier before we started the interview, you love to travel. And actually, yes. we both spent some time in Asia. You yep. seem to have spent even more time in Asia than I have, even though I was living there as a kid. Your favorite places to travel when you're not here. And, you know, this is not necessarily year-round, although is is something open in the summer or or not? Oh, yeah, San Anton is open. Uh, San Anton, but, but it, as far as the Mozovit goes, it's no, pretty much... No, no, Mozovit is closed. Shut down. Yeah. So you're gone we're, somewhere else. We're rebuilding it. Yeah. <laughs> Making repairs and building something new. Yeah. So when you have the opportunity yeah. to go somewhere, where are your favorite places to go? I mean, I'm, I'm going all the time. Yeah. Like last year, last year I was, I was on the planes 36 times. Wow. And it, it was, it was never, there was not one business trip. It was all private trips, you know? Uh, some alone, but most with them with my wife. It's just our life. Traveling mm-hmm. is our life, you know. And our our absolutely favorite places are islands, mm-hmm. small islands, 
anywhere, you know, like the Maldives, the Seychelles, and stuff, but you find small islands everywhere, you know. Yeah. And the second, the second, you know, favorite thing is beaches. Nice, nice hotels, nice resorts on beaches, you know. Yeah. And, and obviously Asia, beautiful Asia. Fantastic. Uh, we also, we always try to combine leisure and, 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 Like last year, we went to India. We had we we made a, a, a seven day uh, round trip through India, mm. uh, which we enjoyed absolutely. And then after that, we go to to a beach. You know, right? We went we went to Vietnam after India. Yeah. I th I think that I that I love the Filipinos most. Really? Yeah. I I I don't know why I, they are so so. I can't describe that. I just love them, you know. Warm, friendly. Warm, friendly. Great, great, fantastic musicians. Yes. I mean, you find Filipinos. Live music like, in the Philippines is and amazing. All over the world. Yeah, you yeah. find Filipinos it's, playing it's music, you know. That's true. Now, I know you're mostly, if you're going to have something to drink while you're gone, wine is, is usually preferred. Maybe at a different point in your life, if there was a go-to cocktail or drink. I, I was... I was never a cocktail guy, no. I have to say. I was a beer guy. I still am. I'm in beer and wine. Beer. Yeah. Take and say, I told you, take, take and say is, is, is my beer. <laughs> yeah. For But cocktails reference. Is not, is not my, um, I'm, I like to, I mean, gin is a big thing, uh, the last two, three years, you know, and, and I like to taste different gins with different, uh, tonic waters and stuff, but it, but it's, A gin and tonic is not a cocktail for me. It's it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a long drink. It makes yes, drink. yes, yes. But yeah, now living in Stuttgart, they actually are very proud. They won an award uh, recently as the best mixing gin for a gin and tonic. Really, Ginster. Yeah, Ginster. Yeah. I know Ginster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have to say, from uh, the Germans make the best gins in the world. Monkey forty-seven, and, and, yeah. and they have a few others they make that. that, that Gin-wise, they are really, really top of the world, I have to say. They're very competitive yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. popular. At this point in the interview, I wanted to know a little bit about the future of the business and whether his kids were part of that picture. Is there promise for uh, for Alexander to be uh, well, taking over? We have uh, we have three kids. Okay. Two daughters. Alexander is the eldest, and Anne-Catherine, she's two years younger, and Sophia, another two years younger. Um, I mean, we, we, we never, we never built this place to give it, we never built this place for our kids. Mm -hmm. We built this place for ourselves to get out. Uh, my wife, Anna Marie and I, we, we both come from, well, from, from very poor. Yeah. Modest background. Yeah. Very modest background. Yeah. And, and it was our chance and our opportunity to, well, to make our living. And so we made it for ourselves and we never want, uh, wanted to put pressure on our kids. Sure, sure. Look what we've done in our life. That's all yeah. for you because that wouldn't be true. But obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're happy when one or two or three of them, uh, like it as much, you know, like it enough to make their living out of it. It right. would be great. Yeah. And the way it looks, yeah, it looks good. That's yeah. good. You know, the one thing is, I would always love to have this kind of atmosphere somewhere in the U.S., you know, and we discussed earlier, there's a lot of uh, 
a lot of challenges to doing that, you know, probably legally and all those things. But, yes. you know, ha- have you ever been approached by anyone oh, yeah. to say, oh, oh yeah? yeah. Let, especially, let's... especially from Americans. You know? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and it's, it's always the same. You, you could make a, an Apple's key place, you know, but only down in the valley, never up in the mountain like here, you know. Mm-hmm. Only down there where you where there is no skiing involved anymore and stuff, you know. But, but I mean, obviously there is other there is enough resorts where the Apple ski happens in the town itself, like in yeah. Salbach. Uh, no, Salbach is one is down, some are up. Yeah. Ischgl is mainly in 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 uh, uh, the, uh, is mainly in the resort. Mm-hmm. Sölden is mainly in the resort, but in Saint Anton, we, we, all our ski happens on the mountain, yeah. which makes it sort of special. But you, I don't think you could make that in the states. No, you can't. Uh, you can't. It's yeah. The night the night run is probably the biggest yeah. thing. Plus, I don't know about building. You know, something like it would have to. Yeah, it'd be a big hurdle. But so people do, or people have, come to you in the past and say, "Oh yeah, hey, will oh, you yeah. be a yeah. an advisor or be a, a well, part franchising, of a franchising, partner? selling it, uh, uh, being a partner, being paid for it and stuff?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figure. I mean, in in some way that almost I feel reassured because you know I, yeah, there and i've always thought there has to be a reason why this doesn't exist in the states clearly people have talked to you and, yeah, and they've yeah. tried to look at the problem yeah, and, yeah, and, and yeah. see it but it, i think if i think the sad thing would be if they tried to emulate it and then they failed and it, yes. it didn't live up to it it's clearly yeah. not good for you but also no, we, it wouldn't we, be we've, we've been approached not, not only by americans other nations as well to to sort of franchise most of it we, and we thought about it because uh, that model exists, right? I La mentioned Fol- earlier, La, La Folie Folie Duce. Duce. They, they yeah. franchise, you know. Um, we, we've 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 thought very often about it, but at at a certain stage, we decided no. Mm. We want to keep it unique. Yeah, we want to keep it unique. We want to keep it here in San Anton. We want to keep it unique because I mean, you franchise it, you sort of lose control, you know. Of course. And 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 if there is a Mosaver somewhere else. Uh, not to our standards, you know. Maybe uh, you know one who who let the the, uh, the people undress, for example. You mm. know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it always falls back to you. Yeah. It's most of it, you know. So we are maybe we maybe maybe uh, we lost a lot of money not doing it, but we're happy. I have to get. I feel like I have to get more of my countrymen over here to really understand. Thank what, you very much, and I'm upstream efforts. And I'm. They're most welcome. I show them around everywhere. I'm going to show you around now. Okay. Yeah? And and I'm going to show you around to things you have never seen. Really? If you're interested. I Of course I'm interested. Yeah. It would be an honor. Yeah. It would be a pleasure. That's great. Well, hey, Eugen, thank you so much for taking the time again. I really, you, really, really appreciate it. And uh, I wish you, of course... Uh, Many, many, many more years of, of success, and I look forward to coming back. Traveling. And traveling. <laughs> Always traveling. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank this you. Was awesome. While the interview ended there, my visit did not. Eugen and I spent another 90 minutes touring several floors of his operation, from the keg room to the wine cellar to the carpentry shop to the kitchen. High tech is an understatement. 
There are over 30 kilometers of hoses delivering beer, soft drinks, and alcohol to bartenders at multiple bars on multiple floors, both inside and outside the building. There's a carpentry shop that makes those serving trays that are strong enough to deliver 25 liters of beer and 40 shots in a single pass. Two staff are positioned in the basement room where they constantly change taps and deliver pallets of Red Bull and Jägermeister. Now, Eugen admits that he can give interviews only because his wife, Anna Maria, manages about 10 other jobs on a daily basis. And she's also a very shrewd businesswoman. Several years ago, two cocktails were blowing up, the Aperol Spritz and the Hugo. Both cocktails were served in large wine glasses. And at the time, the bar was paying nearly six euro for a single wine glass. And breakage, as always, was a total problem. So when Anna Maria was online at Ikea, she noticed at the checkout a box of six glasses for six euro. And she spoke to the person at the register right there and ordered up a pallet of 10,000 glasses. Another interesting story involved their strategy to lessen the burden of cleanup. At the end of an average day, there'd be several inches of broken glass on the outside patio. Eugen's solution was pretty simple. Put the Moserbeert logo on the glasses and almost immediately the broken glass problem solved itself. Sure, he lost more glasses to theft or accidental removal, but that's just part of the advertising budget now. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please check out the links I put in the show notes at eatrinkfund.com slash podcast. And if you have time, I truly appreciate your review wherever you guys get your podcasts. If you have suggestions for future episodes, please find me on Instagram or Twitter at eatrinkfund. You can also email me at info at eatrinkfund.com. Thank you again to Eugen Scallop and the Moserbeert team. The intro music is Pluck It Up by Dan Hennig. The outro tune is Write You by Joey Pecoraro. Stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands, mask up, and let's get traveling again. Until next time, here's to eating well, drinking better, and always having fun.